were here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Elio Canella here alongside Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? Fantastic. What a crazy week we've had. I mean, we say that almost every week, but I legitimately think that this is like the craziest week in wrestling I've seen in quite a long time. I mean, what a what a studying contrast this week was. I mean, we went from the highest of the highs with evolution to, you know, uh, it being just a, a flaming hot garbage disposal on uh, Crown Jewel this afternoon. Oh, I mean, how what, what a difference to be between last <laughs> Sunday and today. I mean, the, dif- the difference is, like, night and day. It's just, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, of course, later on we have, um, when we get into our evolution review, we do have uh, some breaking news. And for those of you that uh, watched, uh, watched um, Crown Jewel today, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. There was a very special uh, guest host. Well, well, then there's there's that yes, but there was also a significant injury. Oh, okay, all right. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, so we'll talk about we'll bring that up when we do that review. Right, I'm I'm just giving the people an overview. Yep. (laughs) Very good. So um, let's see. Uh, Do you want to take raw? Um, actually, um, let me, let me take, uh, SmackDown. Okay. And you can, you can do Raw, and then we'll just alternate for the, for the pay-per-views, because we're going to be going back and forth with that. Okay. And did you get to see NXT this week? Yes, I did. Okay, because I, like, like I said, I don't get to watch it, because I'm, Wow. I just uh, don't really have it like in the back of my mind to like tune in. Yeah, so we uh, we have a lot to cover, man. and uh, I think I think for the sake of just not um, going on and on and on, because if we covered everything in detail, this uh, this um, podcast would be three hours. <laughs> yes, it, it's just. And it's just some some of it's just not worth uh, dis- discussing. And that's so why that's great. why we don't um, that's why we don't get into all the segments that take place on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, well, and I I I think now correct me if I'm wrong, viewers. I'm sure you have a few on on Periscope, but I'm sure that they don't want to hear all of that. Right. So we're just gonna we're just gonna give our semi-professional analysis and. Um, hopefully you enjoy. Yep. And uh, before we go on, however, I want to let the listeners know that the last the, the episode that we recorded last week is taking a little longer to upload because I will, I had quite the week with uh, being sick for two days, so that will be uploaded very soon. Yep, we'll get all ca- caught up and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get on with this. And now Apollo Crews looking to climb up to the top rope. Ziggler's in trouble. This would be a, a 
Could be a, oh, a career-making win for Cruz here tonight. Look at Ziggler, hooks both legs, forces Cruz to kick out at two and a half, and Dolph saying the ref at a slow count. Referee took an extra second to Come check on, the positioning Paul. of Paulo's shoulders. Good officiating, but didn't work out well for Ziggler. And now the Get trash up. talking by Dolph Ziggler, who's fired up for Friday. Went for the super kick, caught by Cruz. And Apollo again went for that kick. And Ziggler looking to play it, but look at the power of Cruz. Cruz is so strong. And again, strong. Wow. pressing Dolph Ziggler above his head with ease. Dolph Ziggler's about to catch some hang time. Apollo ah! Crews putting on a show. How easy that is for him. Ziggler. Too easy. And now the standing moonsault by Crews. Cover. Hooks both legs. Almost had him. Almost a big win. Apollo going to the top rope and looking to fly again. And now Dolph Ziggler going to meet him there. And here's Dolph. Apollo blocking. Oh. Ziggler in the drop zone. Crews now throws oh. Knees into the gut. I gotta crack the rib or two. Super kick! Covered by Ziggler! And Dolph Ziggler with the victory! Here's your winner, Dolph Ziggler! And a little extra disrespect from the Scottish psychopath. Okay, so let's get on with this uh, review of Raw. So, Monday Night Raw this week took place from. <laughs> The Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. And in the opening match, we had Finn Balor defeating Bobby Lashley. Ben? Can we get one early? Now look. Thank you. <laughs> I, I swear. <laughs> Leo Rush is getting on my nerves. Good lord. <laughs> I mean... He's so annoying. <laughs> how unbearable is he to, he to listen to it week in and week out? Just... It, it, it's just... It's like... I mean, not that I've ever been through this, but this is what I like it to. It's, it's like Chinese water torture. <laughs> it's like you can't... You can't even enjoy the athleticism. Of you know, of two you know superstars, the caliber of Balor and Lashley, because you know this this dude's a numbnut on the outside. It is just so distracting to the the wrestlers in the ring, and it's distracting to the referee. <laughs> well, yes, but you know, it, but the the thing is, now the other side of this, you know, I think Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, like I said, they're. They're, they're, they're a somewhat annoying combination, but at the same time, they need each other. And I'll explain what I'm talking about. Because, you know, as we, as we all know, Lashley is the epitome of a physical specimen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in terms, you know, just in terms of not only his physique, but just talent in the ring and, you know, whatever WWE is doing with it, I have no idea at the moment. However, um, the one weakness he's always had is that he can't talk. Right. Just, just it's atrocious. It's like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where um, that's where Leo Rush can help him out. However, mm -hmm. um, 
However, Leo Ross is just taking his his role and and whatever, and just they're just slaughtering it because they're making it really annoying. Seriously, I like I said last week. I want to change the channel every time he he comes to my screen. Uh, yeah, and I, and I do too, and I'm ho I'm hoping he gets better um, as you know the weeks continue to pass. Mm -hmm. so, you know, and, but you know, we say it's annoying, but I think that's what WWE intends. <laughs> I really do. Well, they're doing a good job of it. Aren't they? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an award-winning performance. In the next match, we had a ten-woman tag match. It was Bailey, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Defeating the Riot Squad and Alicia Fox. Okay. Um. Well, you know, any any time, any time leaders in it, I pay attention. Mm -hmm. uh, because number one, she, in in my book, she is the most talented diva in in the ring. Charisma, you know, ring ability. Mm -hmm. Period. I mean, she's got it. Um, so it, it, she was always, you know, one of my all-time favorites growing up. So yeah, my my fanboyism is going to come out. Um, <laughs> however, however, that being said, um, yeah, it 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 made sense given the uh, evolution buildup. I really think that the right decision was made, mm -hmm. um, you know, to give them that win headed into the, headed into the show because uh, they needed it. Right. Um, on the other hand, of things, I, I I just feel bad for the riot squad every time every time they lose. But hopefully, losing to that caliber of talent gives them a springboard to the next level. Right. So that's my hope. And um, in the in the third match, it was Elias defeating Jinder Mahal. And off of last week, I was asking you if this was Elias's face turn. This week, it was it was indeed the face turn because in the segment before this match, Jinder Mahal attacked him from behind uh, when he was uh trying to get to Baron Corbin. Uh, hang on, man. Keep keep talking. I'm just fixing something. Okay, so um, so it was Elias who was backstage. He was going to Baron Corbin's uh, locker room. He was calling him out and said he had a song that he wrote for Corbin. Then he started singing. However, Corbin comes out and Elias confronts him. And this gave Jinder Mahal the opportunity to attack him from behind and lay him out. And this led into their match, which took place in which Elias defeated Jinder Mahal. Well, um, you know, the, the thing is, it, it makes sense because since Jinder Mahal lost the, uh, the WWE Championship, he has just, he's just fallen into a black hole. Um, so, you know, Elias is one of the hottest performers with the crowd. I mean, I think uh -huh. any, any net with half a brain could figure that one out. 
Um, but uh, I mean, you you saw how much heat they got with that um, basketball from the other week. Um, but anywho, um, I think I think Elias needed a face turn because one, the fans were kind of taken in that direction, and two, his stick, which is getting annoying. So hope hopefully. Um, that's going to be the buzzword of the, of the week. I don't think you're going to hear that a lot. Yeah. What, I, what, I, what I did notice uh, this week was he was actually playing pretty decent because usually when he comes out to do his his uh, weekly uh, gimmick, he like plays, but he purposely he plays bad on purpose. But this week he was actually like playing the guitar pretty decent. Yeah, well, I'm not a guitar player because I only have one functioning hand. But pretty good. <laughs> I, 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 the only guitar I play is on my iPad. <laughs> well, then you're doing one better than me. I guess he's better than both of us because he can actually play a real guitar. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll eventually transition into something good. At least. At least I was happy to see Baron Corbin get laid out because, good God, he's annoying. Mm-hmm. And then we had a triple threat tag team match in the fourth uh, match of the night. It was Chad Gable and Bobby Roode against the AOP and the Ascension. Well... Um, I have I have to confess something, Eliana. I'm sure this is going to shock you, but I I can't really offer any commentary on that match because that was strategically my bathroom break. Well, actually, that makes two us because I didn't really get to see that match either. So we'll just say that Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeated AOP and the Ascension in a triple threat tag match. <laughs> So, uh, sounds good to me, man. So, um, the, and the next, remind me what the next one was. The fifth, fifth match of the night was Nia Jax defeating Ember Moon. Once, once again, that, that was something that made sense. And, and, you know, as we'll get into, uh, later on in the, in the show, mm-hmm. um, I, I think we saw why it was the right decision. Um, ha- having said that, I am, I am truly, I'm not, I'm not being as smart as when I say this, but I am uh, fascinated with the Ember Moon character, so I'll be very excited to see where she goes. I don't, I don't, I don't think that this is a, this is a knock on her progress or whatever. I think, I think it was just a boost for, um, for Naya. In the sixth match we had, okay. Now look. Oh, there we go. There we go. Lucha Dragons was one name. But now we have the Lucha House Party. (laughs) My eyes were rolling out of my head onto the floor. The team of Kalisto and Lince Dorado, collectively known as Lucha House Party, defeated the Revival. How does that happen? Because it's it's a freaking joke, you know. I was um I was online doing some uh, research for this very podcast because I'm I'm studious in this. I actually consider this work, even though I have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you know, here here's the thing. You know, when I was when I was looking at the reviews, um, you know, Crown Jewel and you know, and and Raw specifically. Yep. Uh, a lot of a lot of people were saying that um, WWE is turning into like WCW. Nineteen ninety nine two thousand. Oh no, I hope not. And you know, to a certain degree, especially with Raw, it, it's just it's it's physically and emotionally painful. Mm-hmm. And, and see, you know, it, it sounds like a joke, but it just the 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 prestige of of Monday Night Raw, and of course with Roman Reigns' injury and whatever. Um, which which we covered last week, which was absolutely tragic. Yeah, I, I hope he's all right, but I mean, it, it's just this raw brand is like a duck, is like a lame duck. It, it's just somebody needs to shoot it. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's a, like week to week. It becomes unbearable to watch. Like some weeks, it's, it's actually half decent. Then other weeks. It's like, is this over yet? Okay, okay. So in in, in that vein, right? I um on on when on Wednesday afternoon, I got a new tattoo, and it was very um it, it was a, a very sh- short tattoo, but it was very painful, uh, round round the inside of my wrist, which has a lot of nerves and all that other stuff. This you know, saga that we have going on with um, with Raw is just it's it's so much more painful that it feels like someone's tattooing my eyeballs. Oh wow! <laughs> with 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 this crap, it's just it's just completely um like you said unbearable. Yeah. Not, not and you know not not only that, but it's just. <sighs> It's almost like the effort's not there. Right. And I don't want to blame the performers, per se, because I feel like they're just doing their job. No, it's not their fault. But, it's the writer's fault. But I just, I have no idea what the hell is going on. And then the final I'm match... Gonna... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was just saying, the final match, we had Dolph Ziggler defeating Apollo Crews. Well, you know, we knew that was going to happen, but yeah. at least they're giving Apollo Crews some offense. I mean, good lord. Yeah. That, I mean, that dude is, like, like I always say, that dude is just a freak. Yeah. Um, I know he's, I know he's slightly shorter. I get that. But if, I mean, if you look at his build and what he does in the ring mm-hmm. and his charisma. I mean, we all seen that when he was at Uha Nation back on the Indies. Um, but, um, you know, man, I shouldn't be able to do that. Now, this was actually somewhat of a go-home show for this Friday's, for today's uh, Crown Jewel event. What do you give this uh, episode of Raw? Uh, two? <laughs> I mean, what are, what are we, what are we ranking it out of? Ten or a hundred? Yeah, no, two out, out of five. 
I usually do <laughs> two, I usually rank them out of five. I don't do the whole ten thing. One, and, and I'm I'm and I'm not being a, a sour grapes. Right. Really it's just I don't I don't find a redeemable quality. I know it. I know it sounds like we're visiting and you know we're, we're not we're airing our grievances. It's going to continue you know, <laughs> and be because of what of what we we saw uh, today. So yes, uh, that, that in the words of Paul Heyman, that is not a prediction for this show. That's a spoiler. You heard it here first. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. <laughs> Okay, so we are gonna take a break and we will be back we will be back with our review of SmackDown Live from this past Tuesday night. Yep. So stay tuned for that. Hardy trying to will himself up using those ropes. Hardy trying to get himself to his corner. Yeah, down the Miz, Miz to meet Mysterio. Cena sent on. And the king of Lucha Libre is ready to go. Oh, oh. oh. right on the cheekbone of Miz. There goes the moneymaker. He's got a taste of this last week on SmackDown Live. Sands Ray, oh, hard across the ring. Mysterio gets the boot up. Oh, oh. DDT! Mysterio scrambles into a cover, hooked to the leg, kick out by Miz. Now Mysterio trying to put away this matchup, went for a pinfall attempt. Wait a minute, look at Ray. Oh, look at this, Miz countering. Oh, and Ray, Ray with a counter. Miz nearly landed a skull-crushing finale, but here comes the enigmatic Jeff Hardy. And now Hardy tries to roll into a cover. Oh, look at this. Wait a minute. Into the corner. How's that for teamwork? Yeah, great tag team continuity. Oh, poetry and motion. Courtesy, courtesy of Mysterio and Jeff Hardy. Men him on the side of Hardy and Mysterio now. Now Mysterio sending Miz to the ropes. Oh, no. Here you got your phone. Get ready to dial it up. 619. Oh, wait a minute, no, go to the top. Swanton bomb! This could be it. Hardy legal. Hardy and Mysterio win. Here are your winners. Oh, oh, RKO. Oh, and another. Good grief. There are no friends. Come Friday at Crown Jewel. From out of nowhere. Okay. No one is safe. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our review of SmackDown Live, which took place on Tuesday, October 30th from the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia, and on this card, we had a total of four matches. In the opening match, we had what was to have, what was 
to have taken place today at Crown Jewel. However, it took place this past Tuesday, and that was the WWE World Championship match with AJ Styles defending against Daniel Bryan. And, um, you know, I have to say that, that um, I was impressed with that match for, for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, um, I really do think that they did a good job with that. Um, now, the reason it didn't take place at Crown Jewel, as we've been, uh, we've been reporting on Crown Jewel, um, you know, just endlessly. Seems uh, like the top story of the, of the, of the year, actually, or the month, month, year, and a week. It, well, it, well, all three wrapped up in the one, really, yep. um, to, to your point. But I, I really, I really enjoyed that match. So I'm glad, I'm glad it actually took place and it didn't get canceled, it just got moved. Because right. the, the, those two, I mean, I feel like I'm stating the obvious here, Elio, but, you know, they're just, so, they're, mas- they're masterful technicians. And, you know, I don't blame uh, Daniel Bryan for not working Crown Jewel because, you know, at, without getting to too political like we did last week mm-hmm. you know, that country is just you know i'm an american citizen so i have the right to, to say this and i think a lot of people will agree with me the fact that crown jewel existed in saudi arabia today was disgusting mm-hmm. and you know i i found it to be almost justice that the um the crown jewel final project was that disgustingly bad? Yeah, that was. Um, um, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that that those guys, that at least Dan O'Brien didn't have to be on that card because you know it's just ridiculous. And uh, actually, I think it would have been really bad if they'd gone with their with the, one of their original plans or two of their original plans. One was. To have the match take take place at the performance center and air it on Crown Jewel, and another was that they were going to have it on SmackDown Live, which they did, and air it on Crown Jewel. Well, and, and thank God they didn't. Right. I mean, both, both both those ideas were just really bad. Yes, I I would agree with that. In the second match, it was Biggie of the New Day taking on Cesaro representing the bar. And the New Day came out dressed up for Halloween as the Brood. <laughs> ben? Oh, I'm sorry, did I steal your thunder there? Now look, what would you think of that, uh, of them dressing up as the brood? I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> I, I thought it was, I almost puke. That is an insult to Gangrel, Edge, and Christian. Uh, well, with, oh my god, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, usually, the Gangrel, when they would come out to the ring, the Gangrel would have his little chalice of blood, right? 
Yeah. These guys came out dressed as the brood, and they were like throwing pancakes into the crowd on their way, walking <laughs> down the aisle to the ring. Uh, it was vile. After 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 this performance, so uh, this past Tuesday on SmackDown Live, I just want New Day to go away. Yeah. Uh... In the third match, we had Shinsuke Nakamura defeating our truth now was this was this a u.s championship match um no okay because because it was replaced it was originally supposed to be one um can you hear me okay yeah, yeah you're good yeah okay so it was originally supposed to be one mm -hmm. uh featuring ty dillinger challenging shinsuke right um but it was announced that um Ty Dillinger had suffered a hand injury, okay, and and would require surgery, so he's gonna be out for a while. Okay. And in the main event of the evening, it was Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio defeating Randy Orton and The Miz. Which, which was fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, made sense for what they did in Crown Crown Jewel today, even though um, yeah. there were so many aspects of that which I absolutely despised. And of course, at the end, The Miz laid everyone out, including The Miz, um, including, uh, no, sorry, Orton laid everyone out, including The Miz. Well, I always, I always enjoy seeing Miz get his ass kicked. As much as I, as much as I enjoy Mike Mazan's work, right? The guy behind the Miz, yeah, and he does a fantastic job. I just love to see the character of the Miz get his ass kicked <laughs> because he's like, and that's his job because he's a heel and he's yeah. one of the most effective heels in the game. Yep. So that's actually, that's actually a compliment. Yeah. Now, actually, uh, we should talk about one segment that took place on the SmackDown. And I'm sure you uh, know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, I, I, I do, yes, but let's, let's enlighten the, the, the viewers. So Becky, Becky Lynch came out uh, to um, give an interview. And so, Ben, take it away, because I'm sure you watched this segment. Um, well, first of all, any any time Becky Lynch is on my screen, I just, I just get mesmerized. Okay, <laughs> it is. I see stars. She starts to talk, and then the, the Irish accent just takes me away to a special place. Um. But yeah, this um, particular uh, segment now that now that my gushing is is over um, was very um, unique because um, it was in the performance center, which I loved absolutely. Um, you know, it gave it an air of freshness. Um, Charlotte Flair was in, uh, a guest speaker at the performance center. Hold on, hold on. 
this was uh last this was last week, but on uh, this week's uh, episode, uh, Becky Lynch uh, came out to like to just talk on the mic. Ow, 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 I'm, I'm, after I'm, after evolution, because remember this took place after evolution. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I. I, I got so cross. Okay, we, we we know you get you get all tongue tied when you have to talk about Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so uh, my 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 apologies for um for getting uh mixed up. Yes, um you know this this was the classic um uh feud ender. Mm-hmm. You know this was this was her uh, declaring victory. Right. Um. And, and, you know, the way she came out and um, held the belt up over her head and was just walking so, like, cockily. Yep. Is that the word? Yeah, it's a word. But, you know, it, it was just um, really, really cool. You know, we don't often see, Elio, we don't often see the heel come out on top in a feud. But mm-hmm. in this particular situation you know the heel became the face <coughs> and you know and with the way that the um, that the evolution match was executed I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the promo uh, because it just kind of flowed with what happened it was almost like you know it was like the verbal version of the belt to the face and it was just like right. I'm better than you and that's it what I, what I love is uh, how Becky Lynch is now referring to herself as the man. Uh, and, well, and that, that in and of itself, is just the, the, the subtle shot at Ric Flair, it's, yeah. just, it's beautiful. But I just love the way she refers to herself as the man. It's so cool. And it, yeah, it's on her uh, Twitter handle. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it's beautiful. So again, um you how out of five what are you giving SmackDown? I give it a I give it a three point five. I give it I give it a three point five as well. This I I'm seriously loving SmackDown week in and week out. Except the, when the new day are on my screen. I don't love it then. This is, you know, the, the, the thing is this, the New Day has cemented its legacy, it was, it was great for a while, actually for quite a long time, and they had a like, Four really years. successful run. Four years. Um, however, um, you know, when they started throwing the pancakes, I just get pissed off. <laughs> if, like, if... And the way the Big E, you know, will pour the pancakes in somebody's face. <laughs> if, I, if I was on the receiving end, I would. I don't care how big, how big of a son of a bitch he is. I, I, I would, I would ram my wheelchair so far out his ass, a rock would be jealous. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. Uh, so yeah, no, it it makes me mad when they come out dressed up in different costumes, but more more upset 
when they came out this past Tuesday dressed as a brood. Oh my god. And that was disgusting. Yeah. Too late. I mean, it wasn't even entertaining. No, it was just, as soon as I saw that, I put my hand to my head like this and shook my head because, wow. So that is our review of uh, SmackDown Live. And we will be back with our review of the first ever all-female pay-per-view WWE Evolution, which took place on Sunday, October 28th, from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. So stay tuned, stay tuned for that. Ready for your match. You guys are supposed to fight the War Raiders, aren't you? Yeah. Come on, man. I was born ready. <laughs> yeah, That's right, Bobby. You were born ready. <laughs> the right. Undisputed Era, we are ready. Boys and girls, the Undisputed Era Always. is finally at 100%. Oh my god! Whoa! Oh! That's a War Raiders! And the War Raiders taking it to Undisputed Era! Oh! Raw Raiders had a match tonight, but. They're starting early. Rowan Hansen, as you mentioned, we're supposed to face Adam Cole and Bobby Fish, but guys, they are not waiting. And the War Raiders continuing now. Adam Cole just got long darted. Hansen and Rowe devastating the Undisputed Era. Oh, man. Oh, the devastation being laid in the path of the War Raiders. Oh, that's Kyle O'Reilly! Oh! Roderick oh, Strong now! And the Undisputed Era equaling things up. This is not how this fight's gonna happen. If you ain't a hell bent on destroying each other, then you can do. A takeover. You will be inside of War Games. Whoa. Oh my God! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our review of NXT, which took place this past Wednesday, October thirty-first. Ben, take it away. So this was an action-packed episode of NXT, and I have to, I have to tell you, um, you know, viewers that have been with us from the beginning uh, know that NXT is my favorite thing ever uh, mm -hmm. in WWE of the last like 15 years. Um, so <laughs> the stage was set or starting to be set for the upcoming uh, War Games. Uh, NXT takeover special, mm -hmm. and in in that we had um, we had the we had the setup between the undisputed error and um, and uh, oh I'm, I'm I'm blanking my 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 bad hold up the war the war raiders yeah MP Dunn and Ricochet. Uh, thank, thank you very much. And, um, you know, I was actually kind of surprised to see, um, 
the uh, the un the undisputed era because it kind of it kind of seemed for a while that um, you know the War Raiders were really going to kick their butts uh, trying to keep the thing PG. Aren't you so proud of them? Um, I never say that, but anywho, um, you know it. But the um, the beatdown had a really um, had a really cool feel to it. I, I like the um, I like the setup of full sale mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't look like the typical um, backstage um, area. It looks like more gritty, and you can you can go outside and really open up the can of whoop ass. Um, so uh, that was that was very 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 nice um, for me to see. Um, as, as much as as much as I as much as I don't like to see, um, you know, the War Raiders without their shirts on. That's kind of, yeah, I, I wish they would change their ring gear, but nonetheless. I love I love um, I love that name Warbeard Hansen. Yeah, it's um. It's quite, uh, quite interesting. So, then we had, um, Mercedes Martinez, uh, uh, actually, you know what, I think that, I think that that, um, beatdown might have ended tonight. I, I think it did. I just, it's what popped up first. Um, oh, okay. But, then, in terms of, uh, the matches, um, Mercedes Martinez, um, who participated in the uh, May Young Classic, yep. uh, took on Nikki Cross. And let me tell you something. If if I have a crush on um, Becky Lynch from SmackDown, then then you know, Nikki Cross is my NXT crush. It's just it's so entertaining. To watch her, I mean, the way that she she tells her story through like body movements. Oh, especially when, especially so, when she has that uh, crazy look in her eyes and she grabs at her hair. Yeah, she runs around like a psycho. <laughs> but any anywho, um, <laughs> we we kind of we kind of digress because we're such fans of this particular product. Um, you know, it, it set up. The fact that um, you know um, Nikki Cross was coming off of revealing to Alistair Black who attacked him, um, and so af after the match, which Nikki Cross won, um, it was more competitive than I thought it would be, but Nikki Cross won, and then um, uh, Johnny Gargano's wife came out to confront. Uh, Nikki Cross and say like what are you doing this is this is my marriage this is our life kind of thing um, you know why would you put us in jeopardy like this and then you know and then Aleister Black came out um, and was telling a Candace he wasn't even using a mic so this was cool because you could kind of still hear what he was saying um, that her husband's future in NXT was done. So it really had that, you know, b believable, I'm gonna kick your ass feel. 
mm-hmm. um, versus some of the some of the more forced rivalries we've seen um, over the years. Um, so I'm I'm actually I'm actually very uh, looking forward to uh, to that. Okay, and then um, the next match had the mighty taking on the street profits. Um, so, it, I gotta say, I'm not too familiar with, with these teams. I, I just started watching, um, NXT on a semi-regular basis. Either way, um, I, I, I had to go look up who the mighty were. I don't Yeah, well, uh, so, we're not alone. Uh, we're not alone here. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I wasn't, um... I wasn't a, a fan until I saw that, you know, modified jump off the ropes, um, frog splash. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was, um, that was really cool. Let me, um, yeah, that was delivered by, um, Montez Ford. And I, if that was, that was the highlight. And then after the match, they did something weird with, uh, trying to get a pimp cup back that, uh, you know, belongs to, uh, the Street Profits and the Mighty stole it, apparently. That was kind of stupid. That was like a, that was like a throwback to, like, a 2002 Lil John video or something. Oh, wow. You know, you know trying to get, trying to get crunk. That's <laughs> <laughs> Um, which you you can kind of tell how old we are um, <laughs> when I when I made that reference. Uh, so don't make fun of us. Um, and then after that, um, let's see. Oh yes. And so we had um, Matt Riddle, uh, the former UFC fighter, um, make his debut. It was pretty much a squash match, but a little bit more hyped up because um, it was his debut, and uh, I was I was actually impressed um, because he showed a good mixture of of high flying abilities and ground abilities. Talking about uh, Matt Riddle, um, yeah, I mean I don't think the match was anything special, but um, it it. It made me, um, it made me kind of curious to see what was coming up next with Will. So, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not sold completely, um, but we'll have to see where it goes. And and this might seem weird, um, but the one, the one thing I noticed about it, it was, it was bothering me, um, was, uh, Riddle was wrestling in bare feet. Oh, and how how, 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 how did they used to do that? <laughs> well, I don't know, but the, the um the other um the other the other guy um Menzies, Luke Menzies was wearing boots, and every time and every time he had Riddle in the corner, which was a couple times, even though it was a squash match, um. I kept worrying that he, that Riddle was going to get stepped on and his his foot was broke. 
<laughs> so I, I I thought that was a stupid uh, thing to do. So hopefully they give them some boots. Because uh, yeah. e even uh, even the um, um even one one of the Von Erica guys uh, wrestles barefoot, just like Kerry and Kevin used to. Yeah, it's just kind of um, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of. I mean, I know it's a big deal, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Matt Riddle a chance, but he kind of looked like a surfer dude, and it's <laughs> like this is, this is a wrestling ring. I don't need to see another, you know, another surfer gimmick with the likes of John Laurinaitis. <laughs> it's just kind of who? I, I don't need to see. That. Hey, you see what I did there? Yeah, I, I do actually. Um, and then we had a, uh, I had, I had never heard of, um, of, of Lorcan and Bush's opponents, uh, Mendoza and Carrillo, um, but af after their, um, their, uh, really, um, impressive performance at the last, uh, NXT special, I'm kind of a fan of Morgan and Birch now, so at least they got the win. But in terms of their opponents, I have nothing to say because I didn't really know them. Yeah, I never heard of them either. I just uh, saw them. I just saw that they were on one the last NXT or something like that. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, as as I'm looking at this at this site where I'm getting the results off of. Um, you know, they have analysis underneath of it, and I, I can't help but but agree with this analysis of this match. It says, you know, just like the rest of of the tag team division, um, they're not they're not established enough to challenge the undisputed air or the War Raiders, who are obviously and and rightly so the top two teams. But it's it's kind of like. No, nobody can really touch, um, you know, the New Day or the Usos. Mm -hmm. Unless it's each other. So, um, you know, I think I think tag team wrestling uh, in general. Uh, we were seeing we were seeing it heyday about a year or two ago, and now it's just kind of gone on the wayside again. At least uh, WWE wise. So. Uh, yeah, and then that was, um, oh yes, and then, and then of course at the end of the, at the end of the show, as I, as I previewed, um, before, because it was at the top, um, we had the beatdown, mm -hmm. uh, uh, featuring, uh, the Undisputed Air, and the War Raiders, and, um, and Ricochet, so that was actually very, very good. Um, it was it was savage enough where I wanted to see them inside the cage at, at War Games. Um, I'm very excited about that match. So yeah, that's the review of of NXT, and up next we will get into our review of the good the good pay per view that occurred. Actually, the fantastic pay per view that occurred. Um, so stick around for that, and then. Stick around later for our, our, our review of the 
of the dumpster fire that was uh, <laughs> that was Crown Jewel. Stay tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are going to review the first of two pay-per-views. The good, the great pay-per-view, WWE Evolution, which took place on Sunday, October 28th, from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. And there was a total of eight matches on this card. And before we get into the matches... The lighting in this arena was quite different from any other WWE pay-per-view we've seen past, present, past or present. Ben, what did you think of the lighting? You know what? I absolutely loved it. It um, it really made it feel special. Yep. It made it it made it feel like no, a non WWE show, and I know that sounds weird. No, but it's just we're so used to a particular style of presentation. And actually, if I can dive into more detail, because I reported on this story um, earlier uh, this week, um, there was a reason why it was different. It was because the the people that run NXT were in charge of producing uh, the the set because the 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 usual set that they use um for pay-per-views um was uh, stuck at a house show uh, oh, okay. in a different state um so you know vince still made the final decisions but people like you know kevin dunn you know weren't in, weren't in attendance and had nothing to do with the production and and the thing is Aside from all of that, I just like the darker, more, more intimate setting. I guess. Yep. And and the thing is, like this show, really focused on the wrestling, and really went away from the traditional WWE format. Yep. Um. You know, we get we got a lot more wrestling and a lot more focus on the talent so mm. i was ecstatic this, this this felt like uh like an like an early 80s show or early show from the 70s with that like you know you know what it felt like to me i mean not not in ter not in terms of violence or any or anything but just in terms of like of just in terms of presentation and, and it's like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be cool to see yeah but um was ECW barely legal from 1997? Oh, okay. It's just kind of. What, what in the world is my phone doing? Oh boy. Okay, so let's get into this um, card. <laughs> Actually, I was uh, wrong. There was eight. There were seven matches because uh, one match took place 
off of the pay-per-view. It was a dark match with NXT UK Women's Champion Rhea Ripley defeating Dakota Kai. And why in the hell is that match off the card? I I'm not knocking because like you know whole pay-per-view was awesome, but I mean you know. If you're gonna put if you're gonna put a match on the card, put it put it on. If you're gonna put a match or announce it, put it at least have it on the kickoff show. Or, but have another match and keep that U championship match on the main card. Yeah. So that would be that would be my only not, but that's very minor. In the opening match, we started off with tag team action. The team of Lita and Trish Stratus defeated Alicia Fox and Mickey James. Alexa Bliss was present at ringside. She was originally scheduled to take part in the match. However, suffered a concussion in a match against Ronda Rousey, I believe. Yeah, you know, and um, I was, I was, um, when I heard it, Alexa's going to be out of the match. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because she's, she's, she's one of my favorites. Yep. Um, her, she is, I should say. Mm -hmm. And, um... She's a rock know. crush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Becky Lynch is back down. So, so Becky Lynch... Lynch yeah, yeah, Becky Lynch, Lynch is smack down. Alexa Bliss is raw. And there we go, we, 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 we have all three brands covered. Um, I have an equal opportunity, uh, person, what can I tell you? <laughs> um, but, but any, anywho, um, but, so at least she was able to, to have a presence in that. Uh, that being said, no, I don't, her, her absence changed her attitude. It didn't, it didn't take away from it. I was like, still impressed. Right. And for me to say, for, for Trish and Lena to, to be out of the ring for that long, and I have a single match, in or, or I have a match, um, you know, in, in over six years, for them to come out looking like a million bucks in the ring, it's just wow. I know they 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 look they look great. I mean, Lita looked, looked better, better than than, than, than just about any person in the, you know, in the last um, you know few years before you know anything. I just wow. Yeah. Next we had. Next we had the women's battle royal. And the participants were Alundra Blaze, Asuka, Billy Kay, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Ember Moon, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, Lana, Mandy Rose, Maria Canellas, Michelle McCool, Molly Holly, Naomi, Peyton Royce, Sonya Deville, Tamina, Tori Wilson, and Selena Vega. And this battle royal was won by Nia Jax. Okay. Now... To me, this match was very predictable, um, but still very, very good in the way that it was pulled off. Um, I love the tension between uh, Tina and, um, and uh, Nia Jax. Yes, there was a spot where uh, Tina and Nia Jax were face-to-face, -face and it looked like they were going to face off. 
However, they then turned their attention to, I believe it was Lana, who was trying to, trying to like, bring peace between them and tell them not to fight. Who does that? But, uh, okay. okay. But, but, you know, and I, I think, think, I think that they're, that they're gonna, gonna go in the direction of Tamina versus Naya, which, which, which is, which is great, because, you know, I think Naya is gonna get the nod yep. on that. But, but, you know, because of injury, you know, Tamina is not a good thing, kind of lost in the shuffle. But let's, let's, let's not get, let's not get this twisted. She's extremely talented. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the one that started out with the Usos. Yeah. Yeah. She knows her stuff. Oh, that's right. And then, uh, uh, then, then they paired her with Santino Morello for a while. Which was the stupidest thing to do with her. You know, this, 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 this uh, don't get me started on Santino Morello. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that could be a rant for another podcast. Uh-oh. If, if, I, if, I, I have, if, if I had, if I had just ever seen him in a ring with Kozlov, sipping tea again. again. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I would just about shoot my television. So in the, in the fourth match of the night, we had the finals of the Mae Young Classic. The finals of the Mae Young Classic, it was Tony Storm defeating... Yo Shirai. And I really enjoy this match. Absolutely. And, you know, I think both girls are, are headed in, into big places. And, and I, hope, I hope to God that I don't, that this doesn't come out wrong because it's not intended to be this way. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Yo Shirai, um, can get, get some English, English lessons. lessons. Oh, because, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, at least be able to communicate, communicate with the audience a little bit better. Uh, have you heard, have you heard, have she done any promos? Well, I think, I think she, she started to a little bit. Oh, okay. It's just, because I feel like, you know, the, the Japanese talent, Get stuck in a certain, you know, situation. Yeah. With WWE, I'm hoping that that's not the case because, you know, if you look her up from Japan, mm -hmm. I mean, she was voted like the number one wrestler. I don't know how many times. Oh, okay. But I mean, like she really proved herself in the ring uh, at Evolution, and you know, and when you have the quality of opponent of Tony Storm. Um, I think, I think, I think that that becomes very special. Now, um, I will say that, unfortunately, I don't know how this happened. This is my first time seeing either of these two women, even though I heard about them. So, for me as a fan, that was, that was one of those truly, uh, unique moments. Um, because when you, when you hear so much about something, and then you finally see it, and it turns out like that, which is absolutely fantastic and entertaining, and left me disappointed uh, that the match was over. Mm -hmm. 
And in the fifth match, it, we had a six-person tag match with Bailey, Natalia, and Sasha Banks taking on the Riots, defeating the Riot Squad. <laughs> for me, it was all twice. That was that was the only head scratcher. Yeah. I, mean, I, I really would have. I really would have thought that the Riot Squad would have taken that one. I uh, I thought the Riot Squad was gonna win that match. That was surprising. Yep. In the sixth match, for the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler defeated Kyrie Sane to become the new NXT Women's Champion. And to, to me, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> because it's so, it is so incredibly clear what they're trying to stop, but still, I love it and I want to see it so bad. Yes, Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler defeated Kyrie Sane with some help from a few of her uh, four horsewomen members. And I think it was Jessamyn Duke, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessamyn Duke was the one that uh, distracted Kyrie Sane, who was on the top rope. So as soon as Jessamyn Duke uh, hopped, jumped up on the apron for the distraction, that allowed Shayna Baszler to to knock Kyrie Sane out and become the new champion. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a classic heel move, but it makes sense. It's like, you know, I, Shayna Baszler is one of those women that you don't want to run into in a, in a dark night kind of thing, because she can kick your ass and maybe you're a six-foot-tall man. Um, I'm lucky I'm, lucky I'm only 5'3". Her pirate gimmick. No, I don't like that pirate gimmick at all. 
I think that cheapens her talent because I think if you want if you watch her in the rain, she's like really 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 good. Yep. But then 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 every time I hear her, her theme music, it's just oh I feel like I feel like a six year old going on a treasure hunt. Actually, speaking of NXT, I want to see more of Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and did you remember my, my comment from, I think it might have been like our first or second episode. I mentioned Vanessa Bourne. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. That's exactly my reaction. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, I understand that we're in the middle of women's evolution right here. And, you know, these, and these women are ass-pickers and professional athletes and, and whatever, but let, and I take nothing away from that. But let me explain that when Vanessa Bourne came on my TV, I was stunned silent. And, and Elio, I think, from... From our time on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, you know that I'm not saying all that. <laughs> nope. And in the seventh match of the evening, Ben, we had your favorite match. One of your favorite match. Probably the favorite match. The last woman standing match with Becky Lynch defending the championship against Charlotte Flair. And for me, let, let me explain. <laughs> Here we go. And, and I think I think that this was this was partially why I was getting so distracted and mixed my promos up earlier in the show because my my little brain was just going 100 miles an hour trying to figure out everything that I was going to say for this segment. So without further ado. That was, quite frankly, in my top 10 matches of all time. That was great. I love that match. Uh, men, women, what, whatever. Now, um, those two ladies went in there and they tore the house down. You know, that, that, was one of those, that was one of those matches where you truly believed that they wanted to kill each other. <laughs> right. No, and, 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 you know, and, and in today's era of wrestling, and this is nobody's, I don't think anybody's fault, you know, other than the fact that WWE is a PG product, yeah. and that's the direction that they choose to go, and, and it's great for the, the fan base that they're trying to attract. And it does, doesn't make sense because one week they want to go to a, they want to gear towards a more mature audience and the week after they want to go back to a kid-friendly product <laughs> yeah however that being said this particular match was perfectly tailored for fans like me and you and i felt special yep i personally felt that 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 match was was tailored for an audience of one being me Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and I think you'll, you'll agree that, um, that a lot of fans felt that way. Because, it's like, this is what we wanted to see. This is the quality of match that we wanted to see. You know, everything just kind of went off without a hitch. 
Champion Ronda Rousey defeating Nikki Bella. 
I don't think that thing thing was going to be worse than I actually was. I was proud of both of them. I really was. Um, in terms of the storytelling, um, I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. Because Rousey came in there like, I'm gonna whoop your candy ass, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. And it, it kind of turned out like that. But at the same time, Nikki Bella held her own, and I just felt like every single woman on that show stepped up their game, and this was another prime example. Because if, you know, Elio, if you remember, you know, I was not thrilled about the build-up to this show. Right. I wasn't sold, and I said last week, my God, for the, for the sake of how hard these women have worked, I, I hope to God, God it works out for them, yeah. and it did. They stepped up and they hit a home run in, in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium or whatever. Even though I'm an Oriole fan, you know, it just, it felt to me like that's what they accomplished. Game 7 of the World Series just went up there and smashed it. And so, to, to me, this is the end of Phase 1 of the Women's Evolution. And I cannot wait to see what's next, because they have set the bar so high that I, I can't wait to see where they go with it. Now, post-match, there was an interview with Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch showed up, and that set up the match that's going to take place at the next pay-per-view. With uh, the Raw Women's Champion taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh god, and how special is that match for me? That's gonna be awesome. Just how? Like, like, you know, I, I was jumping up and down like a, like a spastic monkey. You know? <laughs> when the whole, you know, Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch match was, was happening. I, I, I really was, and I, you know, I, I, I contained myself when I was describing my excitement for it just now, but back in the day, I mean, when I was watching it, I was jumping up and, up and down like a crazy person. But when, when this post-match thing happened, you would have thought, you would have thought I was in need of a straight So that's our review of uh, Evolution. What an amazing pay-per-view. And we will be back shortly, ladies and gentlemen, with the opposite end of that spectrum. The other one that took place today. At least I didn't have to say it twice, so thank you for covering me. Yes. So we will be back shortly, folks, with that one and the wrap-up of uh, this week's show. So stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with our review of the second worst 
pay-per-view ever presented on a network. That being WWE Crown Jewel. Well, wait a minute. What was the first? <laughs> Greatest Royal Rumble. Not that I saw the pay-per-view, but I really have no desire to go back and watch that. Well, let me let me just tell you, I think I think that this was worse than Crown Jewel. I I really do. I okay. mean, I think. I yeah, think we'll we'll, this... re we'll reverse the roles here. We'll uh, we'll call this one the worst and and uh, great G R R the second worst. And I I, th I think after you hear what I saw of from this, you're going to agree with me. Okay, so let's see. We had a total of 12 matches on this most annoying card. Now, of course, on the kickoff show, we had Shinsuke Nakamura defending the, the United States champion against Rusev, which I didn't get to see. Yeah, well, I didn't either because I don't watch these shows. <laughs> and you know what? Um, automatically... The tone of that pisses me off because what the hell is is it? What the hell is a championship match during our pre-show? You know, I don't, I don't, you know, we long established between each other that I hate that, and so do you. So automatically, this paper you just just set the tone to stink to high hell. Now, um. And the one uh, the one piece of uh, news I took out of this match was that the crowd was behind Nakamura and uh, not Rusev. Not that that matters, anyways. Yeah, but it's just like a weird role reversal. Yeah. So we opened this uh, event with a special guest host and a Hall of Famer. The return of the Red and Yellow. Hulk Hogan, you know, and and um, you know, as a as a fan, um, you know, you, you can't help get excited, um, when when Hulk Hogan enters the room. Okay, you know, I have to tell you before you go on, I do kind of jump up and down and like uh, start doing the whole Hulk Hogan Hulkamania routine when you yeah. see him on the screen. Well, well, I I understand that because I did too. So, so it, it was it was good to see him back. Yeah. But uh, so, suffice to say, and trust me, I was I was down with the brother. I wanted I wanted to run miles with him mm -hmm. in a good way. But you know you know what? As much as I love Hulk Hogan, I'm gonna have to steal his punchline, and we're gonna run wild all over this this sinking <laughs> Titanic of a ship that was this pay-per-view because. <laughs> You know, when when the when a when a sixty five, sixty six year old man is is the highlight of a of a pay per view, you got a you got a serious problem. <laughs> yeah. So we so we open with the the first a uh, first round match in the World Cup tournament. It was Rey Mysterio defeating Randy Orton with a roll up. <laughs> 
You're kidding me. With those two athletes, you're going to have an end with a roll-up. And they gave these guys 5 minutes and 29 seconds. I mean, these, these two gentlemen are surefire Hall of Famers, and this is what you do. Like I was, I was looking at, I was looking at the duration of these matches. I can't believe how short these matches were. And, and, and you know, you you mentioned that to me before I I saw the paper because you know I was I was busy this afternoon and I got a I got a late start on uh, Crown Jewel, but because of what you have told me, I was able to kind of like skip through some of the crap. Yep. To get into the very deep layers of crap. And then we had, yeah. in the next one, we had The Miz defeating Jeff Hardy in 659. You know, that that one, I, I can kind of get, you know, you know, I'm a fan of The Miz. Okay, that made sense. Yep. And in the next match, it was... Okay, Ben, I have one word. Lashley! Lashley! Uh, Although we didn't hear that in this match, in this next one, with uh, Seth Rollins defeating Bobby Lashley. We heard no Leo Rush here. At all. Yeah, you're terrible. We heard no Leo, no Leo Rush at all. In this match. And, and you know what? what? And that that may have been the only, only redeemable quality of this I was surprised. I thought he was going to like go on and on and on because like he likes to like introduce Bobby Lashley, etc. and go on and on about how he's this and that. It's like, okay. Then we had. Dolph Ziggler defeating Kurt Angle. They gave these guys 8 minutes and 15 seconds. You're in, in all the respect to Kurt Angle. But everybody, everybody knows that he should not be in the ring with, with, his, with his injury history or whatever. And I'm sure they did the physical or whatever, but this Kurt Angle is just not the Kurt Angle of the past. You know? And so you're going to... You're gonna give Kurt Angle, and I mean no disrespect to Dolph Ziggler because I love him and I think he's been criminally underused. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he got the victory. I, tru I truly am. But I, I do not understand why they got more time than, you know, some of the other matches. Or why... You know, that, that was put on here, and the United States Championship wasn't. I just. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. It, it defies logic. Then we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Bar defeating the New Day to retain their championship, and they gave these two teams 10 minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, are, what is there that I can say? You know, nothing. I, I, There's nothing we can say. The bar, the, the, that was the right decision. The bar keeping the championship. I mean, but it's just like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what, what, what to say um, about, about some of this because, you know, 
Um, in, in, the, in the midst of that, that match, I was too busy digesting what, what, I, what I, I just seen. Then we move on to the, I believe it was the semifinals. I believe it was. These tournaments, these tournaments confuse me with semifinals, quarterfinals. We yeah. had The Miz defeating Rey Mysterio in 11 minutes and 10 seconds to advance to the finals. Well, uh, just, just, just by me, I, uh, I, I like The Miz, as I mentioned earlier, every time Rey Mysterio loses. You know, not only the fact that Rey Mysterio lost, I understand that from a, from a business perspective. Yeah. Well, well, let me, let me, let me let just break this down, down for you. I, I, I mentioned this a little bit last year. You know, there are a couple different factors that really pissed me off in, 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 the, in the booking of, of, of this situation. Yep. Okay? Now, we had Rain Stereo re-debut with the announcement ahead of time that a returning Hall of Fame-worthy champion was going to be in this, was going to be, you know, competing to qualify for this tournament. Then he gets in, so that's a big, that sets it up to be a big, you know, big, big opportunity. Not only that, he was the only um, remotely international person, you know, being, you know, in the only non-U.S. citizen in the supposed World Cup. So the whole World Cup concept in and of itself went to shit. No, the whole World Cup tournament itself was just stupid. So, so anywho, you know, and then then you have you have him lose. It just, just it, it, it makes, makes no sense. sense. Uh, it, it's, it's just, just kind of like what? And and then what made even even less? And I'm gonna explain to you why this made less sense uh, later on. Okay. In the second uh, match of the semifinals, it was Dolph Ziggler defeating Seth Rollins. And this was the longest match on the card. They gave these guys 13 minutes and 5 seconds. And, and, and thank the Lord. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it was the only enjoyable actual match. <laughs> on, on, on this entire, you know, four hour dumpster fire. <laughs> So I was right, it was four hours, four or five hours, okay. Oh, it was, it, it was, it was physically painful. You know, I was, I was going back and forth to you, Alec, and Ben all at the same time. Yeah. Um, it, it just kind of like, what the hell is going on? In the next match, WWE World Champion AJ Styles defended against defeated Samoa Joe who was substituting for Daniel Bryan replacing Daniel Bryan I should say in the in that match and they gave this match 11 minutes and 12 seconds uh, okay you know you're, you're just you know I have no problem with the result you know, yeah 
This he was good. Is the man. He deserves it. Great. Yep, I have no... There's nothing really to say. Okay. Now look. Very good. Now, now we're getting somewhere. In the next match for the Universal Championship, what was to have been a triple threat match with Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Braun Strowman was now a singles match for the vacated Universal Championship in light of Roman Reigns recently vac recently vacating the title, relinquishing the title due to his returning leukemia. Now, this match went 3 minutes and 15 seconds, 3 F5s to Braun Strowman, and Brock Lesnar is your Universal Champion. Okay, now, now, now who wants to take this first? Because, because my head is going to explode. Now look. They took a title off of Roman Reigns. I understand that. Yeah, he relinquished the championship. They gave it to Brock Lesnar, a guy who never shows up. Ever. I hadn't seen the... Universal Championship in months before Roman Reigns uh, came along and uh, defeated Brock Lesnar. And then we started seeing it every week, and now we're not going to see it again. I just, yeah. I just have no words. No, you know what? For, and for a variety of reasons, and you know, I, I gotta, I gotta give you a, a virtual journal because I'm, I'm gonna go TV 14 on this one. Okay. okay. This one was complete and utter disgraceful bullshit. Yep. Um, and, and I have I have more than a little evidence to back up my claim. Okay. Okay. You have you have an opportunity to put the title on some somebody who. Quite frankly, needs a championship, deserves a championship, has been busting his ass week in and week out to get over with the fans. Yep. He, you, you focused the week beforehand on the relationship that he has with Roman Reigns, breaking, breaking kayfabe. Even though I understand that that's a concept that doesn't exist in the modern world of professional wrestling. You highlight numerous times of that, that he was holding up a sign saying, Get well, Roman, we, we miss you, but, you know, all, all that other stuff. You, you run this package where he's backstage talking to Roman and they're basically crying together and saying, like, I got your back, brother, and, and that, that, that was great because that was real. Yeah, that was real emotion. They could have really capitalized on on that. Now, from from a business perspective, um, you know, Ben, our 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 boss, uh, brought up an interesting point to me earlier. Oh, okay. Because I sent him a message demanding to understand the logic behind this. Because, quite frankly, I just. I don't understand it. There is no. And I still, I still don't. But the reasoning that he came up with was because 
They're not going to fly Brock Lesnar to Saudi Arabia without the championship. Well, I mean, how does... Uh, okay, that in and of itself might make sense. But, I mean, like, what service are you doing your company by having, you know, Brock Lesnar, you know, do this? I mean, are, are you hoping to have the, the Universal Championship featured on UFC television? Because I don't, because the WWE, I know, wouldn't allow that. I don't think they'd like, they'd like it if uh, his, their championship showed up on UFC television. Right, and so it just, you know, it makes it, com- it, it completely discredits the Universal Championship. Look what they did um, when uh, Medusa showed up on uh, Nitro with the Women's Championship and dumped it in the garbage can. Exactly, so I mean, it's like, it's like they're, they're, they're shitting all over their own product, which I mean, they've been doing that on Raw um, for months and months. Yep. But to, 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 to have that on such a grand scale today, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. I mean, the, and the thing is, you know, as much as I, as much as I don't like Brock Lesnar, the character, or, I'm sorry, as much as I do like Brock Lesnar as a character and don't blame him for taking the deals that he does because, quite frankly, he, he wouldn't take that asshole of money for that little bit of, little bit of work. Yeah. I, I would. Mm-hmm. I think anyone with half a brain would. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, to me, it's, just, it's a disservice to... To the title and it's a disservice to the the guys that are on the road all those all those times and then you're not gonna have your one of your top guys, um, you know, that can carry the company for you. Yep. Talking about Braun Strowman. Yep. I mean Brock Buzz, Brock Lesnar's a big name, he's a legitimate beast and I I take nothing away from from Brock Lesnar, I have nothing but the utmost respect for him as an athlete. But if you think that he's going to carry the WWE, if you think he gets two shits, you know, then... He shows up when he wants to show up. You know, and the thing, and here's the other thing, brother. They don't even test him for steroids. You know, he's not, I mean, he's not going to be on steroids anymore, at least he should be after he got caught with, um, after UFC 200, um, right, but yeah. you know, so you know, if, he, if he's going to compete again in the UFC, which I think he's scheduled to do um, in January um, against Daniel Cormier. Oh, is that what um, it's taking place? Yeah. Um, so you know, so you know he's not going to be on on drugs till till then. But it's just, I don't understand the point. You're going to have your you're going to have your champion on another promotion that's not even wrestling related legitimately kicking somebody's ass but you do it you do it at the expense of of who now is the biggest star you have in Braun Strowman I bet if he I bet if he showed up on WWE television with the UFC championship I don't think Dana White would like that (laughs) yeah I mean the whole thing just doesn't make sense you, you, you just, you, I mean, you shat all over your 
monster among men, and maybe I'm like a little bitch. And pe people, the crowd cheers for Braun Strowman week in and week out, so whether he's a heel or a face. I, I just don't understand it. So in the in the second to last match, the eleventh match of the night. Now look. Now look. Oh God, they're getting more frequent, and we got a double back to back. So we had the finals of the World Cup tournament. We had Dolph Ziggler, who was scheduled to take on the Miz. However, the match hadn't started before the. Bell rang, Ziggler attacked uh, Miz, and so Miz was on the outside with an injury and couldn't, was unable to continue the match. And the referee wanted to call the match and award it to Ziggler by forfeit, but there was a replacement. Ben, now look. Shane McMahon, and he, after delivering a rapid fire punches to Ziggler and a coast to coast, he defeats Dolph Ziggler to become the world cup, the world to win the world cup tournament and become the best in the world. Air quotes. Um, okay, see now this is this, this right here, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm, I'm gonna say this now. This is a Vince McMahon ego massage moment at its very well. Well, well, let's see, this whole Saudi Arabia event, which they shouldn't have held in the first place, uh, because it, it's morally and whatever disgusting, which is why I didn't, which is why I didn't watch it live, by the way. After you give your thoughts, I'm gonna throw in a little fantasy book that I came up with uh, earlier. <laughs> Right, right, right. So let me, let me just um, rapidly finish up these thoughts, right? Yeah, go ahead. So, so they spent weeks and weeks and weeks ad nauseum building up, building up this um, World Cup tournament at the expense of promoting the pay-per-view that was, that was actually awesome, that evolution. Mm -hmm. And then you have somebody who wasn't even in the tournament or hardly on TV for like eight, nine months beforehand come out and, and win the damn thing. Now, <laughs> I have, um, now I've heard conflicting stories that Miz suffered an injury and that's why it had to, it had to be changed. Um, and that's what, and I thought you were, that's what I thought you were referring to uh, at the top of the show. And and that and that I understand. Um, it's just so I'm actually why I never I mean I, I would never wish an injury on anybody, but I I hope there's some sort of logical explanation as to why this was done because I quite frankly don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was completely flabbergasted. There's nothing I can say to make this make sense. Right, yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. I was scratching my head when I was, I was you know, sitting here watching that. And, and you know, um, 
the people from the WNS podcast, you know, unwittingly stole our uh, punchline from from this podcast. Oh, which one was that? Insane. And saying like, where is the lo- where is the logic? Like this classic WWE logic. Okay. Yeah. So I felt vindicated. I felt legitimized when yeah. I used that because that exactly what we've been saying for for weeks. Yeah. I mean this this podcast is only two months old, but we're getting there, people. We're getting you there. Know? We're getting better. We're gonna f- work out the audio. The audio um, on this uh, podcast, we know we know there's been a few echoes, like in the recordings. Yes, but having having said that, I I think we're doing yeah uh, we're doing much great better, yeah much better today in terms of continuity and you know I think I think we had a lot of material to work with t- yep. today. And I think we're we're doing very very well with it. N- now that we're done with patting ourselves on the back, um, with with I think every single WWE fan who actually sat through Crown Jewel and watched this goddamn thing, does <laughs> you this, you deserve a pat on the back. You deserve to be paid. You deserve something special. <laughs> It, it was just, it, it was something that was just unbelievable. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some fantasy booking here because I'm trying to put some logic to this decision. Oh, please do. So Shane McMahon is the air quotes best in the world, right? Okay. Right. Tuesday night, and this is now. Keep in mind, this is purely fantasy booking. This is from my own mind that I came up with. Right. This Tuesday, no, next Tuesday on SmackDown, Shane McMahon comes out to give his victory speech about how he went into the World Cup tournament and he won and he is now the best in the world and he's going on and on about how he's just great and he SmackDown's number one. Then Paul Heyman comes out and says that he would like to respectfully disagree with Shane McMahon's with Shane McMahon's thought process about being the best in the world because he knows someone else who is the truly, truly the best in the world. Out comes CM Punk and we get a CM Punk and Shane McMahon feud. I, I, I would start screaming and crying like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would win. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That's the only logic I can bring to this decision. <laughs> that would be that would be um magnificent. But it's you know it's it's not gonna happen. No, it's only gonna happen in my, in my mind. You know, but CM Punk speaking of CM Punk you know, if you look at the WWE product now, 
Yeah. Versus like when it was really hot when he was on top of the game. And mm-hmm. was, he was legitimately make, making it cool to watch wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything that he predicted about having, having Vince and his family in charge yep. has come true on the main roster. Right, because he said, and I quote, he said, it's not going to make a bit of difference to him because he's just going to give it to his, idi- his, his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law. Yeah, well, I think I think Triple H has proven himself not to be a doofus on the NXT. No, but, NXT, um, he does such a great job of running NXT. But on, on the main roster, you know, you still got Vince's handprint all over it. Yep. You know, and, and as much as I respect Vince McMahon, and believe me, I do, I think, you know, WWE um, has given me a passion for years. And I'm now beginning the process, and, you know, I have the job at WNS. My passion for wrestling is turning into a career yep. for me um, because of WWE. So for, from that perspective... I have nothing but the utmost respect um, for for that. Um, I'm all I'm saying is the current product, the way that it is on the main roster. Somebody has to explain it to me because I feel like I feel like you know this is the this is the constant section of the podcast where it sounds like we're we're so you know, negative of WWE, and that's not my intention. No. Elio, I don't have any desire to crap on anything even remotely related to um, professional wrestling, because it's something that I love. Yeah. It's something that has truly helped me through a lot of of negative things in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in a very positive way. Yep. Um, but, I mean, the thing is, you know, you have a whole team of creative, and you you come up with something as beautiful as evolution, and it truly was beautiful. Yeah. And then in the same week, you know, this is what you come up with for Crown Jewel. I mean, this was a bad business decision from the get-go. Yep. I mean, but, I mean, t- to see the product the way it is now, the way it was put out in, on, you know, television, or the network, or whatever you want to call it, um, it, I almost felt justice in, in the way that this was portrayed, because this was absolutely a, 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 a just a, sh- a shit show dumpster fire um, on so many levels and I'm, I'm almost glad because I think I think WWE deserves to get their attitude for this on so many different levels I'd like to see what the viewer what the viewers rate viewer rating numbers are for the show well, I didn't, I, I'll tell you one thing. I did not watch it live, and the only and the only reason I didn't watch it live was because I was at the gym. But you know, at the same time, even if I was home, 
I wouldn't have watched it live. I wouldn't even have covered it for WNS because I would have I would have told Ben I don't want to watch it right now because I don't want to give them the satisfaction of of having my viewership. Yeah, I, I like I, I didn't watch it. I just I went to other sources and that's it. I didn't. That's how I watched it. I didn't physically. And, sit down. and that being said. The segments that I did that I did watch, I mean, I was fast forwarding through the whole, through the whole goddamn thing almost, yep. up until the main event, which and I thought had potential, and it just turned into like the most disgusting and then the most depressing and sad situation um, that it could have been. And speaking of the main event, that brings us to our final match of the of the evening. <laughs> on the twelfth match, it was D Generation X defeating the brother the Brothers of Destruction, and they gave these two teams twenty seven minutes and forty eight seconds. So Ben, I know you saw this one. Uh, you were saying tell us something about an injury at the end. Okay. Well. It, it wasn't necessarily at the end. Oh, okay. Okay? The, the news broke. But it was very obvious that something had gone terribly wrong. Oh, no. Okay? Um, because early on in the match, Triple H got launched over the top rope. I, I, um, and it was by The Undertaker. Okay. And, I mean, he... he I mean, he got catapulted in a way that I I've very rarely seen. Wow, okay. He went tumbling over the top, slammed into the floor, and instantly you just I just knew. Ouch. Okay? Because what what ended what ended up happening was he tore we, we found out later he tore his pectoral muscle. Um but it was very obvious that that, that something was very very wrong because I could hear, um, you know, the ref and 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 Shawn Michaels and and talking to talking to him and then and then um, the uh, and then you know Triple H was on the outside for a long, for a long time and I give that man credit I don't know how I don't know how he dragged his dead ass back into into the ring because. You know, um, you know, at, at the end of the match when he was, he was delivering the pedigree to Kane, which was the second worst pedigree I've ever seen uh -oh. in my entire life. Um, it was because he was in so much pain um, from the you know, from the injury. Obviously, you know, I don't know how he got through that, but it's just like at the end he couldn't even hold his his right hand up. You know, it's just I hate I, uh, I hate to say it because it's but it's just true. Um, you know, I'm not saying it was the Undertaker's fault, but um, he I mean this this guy got launched like a like a like a freaking rocket, you know, over over the, the top rope. What, it, it what, was just what have we been saying for weeks on this podcast? That we don't want to see these four guys in the ring. Yeah, and this and this. This, this is why. That we, 
Not that we had anticipated something to this degree. Right, but I'm but saying this is why. I'm just afraid that this is like a, a, a career-ending situation for Triple H because he's pushing 50, you know, and he's already transitioning out. And all these guys are not in the ring on a daily basis, not even close. You know, and, and you know, it's just, it was it's so sad to see because... You know, these guys are such legends, and then their last couple matches have just been complete and utter disgraces. Yep. Um, and it's just, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I hope to God he'll, he'll be alright, but, you know, the, he's going to be out for the better part of 2019. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Is that, is that how long they said? Well, the, well, they haven't announced the official time yet because he's having surgery next week, so oh, obviously they, they, they don't know that. But, I mean, it's just the projected return date for um, for a pectoral injury is nine months. So that would place us right around SummerSlam 2019. Oh, it's just... It's just... It's like the worst case scenario, and I feel like, you know, even without the injury, this pay-per-view was a cataclysmic representation of the worst case scenario. Yeah. And from a bis from a business perspective, I feel like they deserved it to be that way. But of course, I would never wish an, an injury like that on anybody. Mm. And I was just, I was so concerned for the well-being of, of Triple H. Yeah. Because the way that match was pulled off was nasty. I mean, it was, it was painful to watch even before he got hurt. Wow. And, Sean, um, so what do you, do you think there's gonna be a... I hope not, but you think there's going to be another event over there? Well, yeah. I, mean, I think Vince proved himself to be pretty damn committed um, to, to, the, to the Saudi project. I mean, Elio, here, here's the thing, right? You know, when they, were, when they were taking all this backlash and then they finally announced the other day that they were going ahead with it. And that they were going to quote unquote, unquote honor their contractual obligations. Well, this contract is worth, you know, a billion dollars. They already have a billion. Vince is a billionaire. Well, I'm I'm just saying, like this this yeah. billion dollar contract is nothing short of blood money. That's just terrible. I mean, I I understand I understand that this is a podcast. And you know, we, we try we try very, very hard to be respectful of the product and yeah. respectful of those that put their bodies on the line for us. And and I have I have so much respect for professional wrestling in general. Okay? Mm -hmm. I do. Um and I and I think I think you you can echo my opinion on that. Yep. Um but you know the, the thing is, it's just this crown, this crown jewel on so many different levels. 
was the epitome of of everything bad. Well, if, they, if, if there's another one, then uh, I get asked to cover it. I don't. I think I'm just gonna stay away. <laughs> like yeah, seriously. I mean, I I wouldn't have been able to cover it anyway because um because um you know I was I was gone and I I covered I covered a little bit of the news for him and I I backed Ben up. But you know, had had I been asked to cover it ahead of time, I would have said no. Yeah. I I very comfortably would have said. What is it no? Because this whole this whole thing just has me feeling uneasy. I feel like by getting in bed with Saudi Arabia, we're getting in bed with murderers. Yeah. We're getting we're getting in bed with with everything that the WWE claims to stand against. And I believe that they do stand against it. But then again then again, why would they get in bed with this blood money? Mm-hmm. One, I mean, I, I understand we're on the air, and I'm I'm being very honest and candid, and I respect everybody's opinion, and I've heard both sides, and I understand it. But from my, from my perspective, um, you know, when there's murder involved, and I think the evidence is pretty strong, based on what's come out. Yeah. Um, you know, I just. This one boggled my mind on so many different levels, and you know, it was while I would never wish a bad show or a bad injury on any performer, and I have respect for those that that you know put their bodies on the line for this show. Mm-hmm. I did today today exemplified you know why I wish I hadn't seen that. So, you know, I, I wish Triple H the best, and I'm, I'm hoping that this means that we don't get another Shawn Michaels match. I think I think the WrestleMania 35 match is obviously going to get scrapped. Um, the plan one between Triple H and Batista. So, I mean, their, their business has taken one hell of a shot just, just based off an injury, and injuries happen, but... I, I, I'd be fascinated to see the end result of, of Saudi Arabia because, you know, despite the billion dollars, I think I think the negative backlash and every everything that went wrong with this show is just going to make it a cataclysmic failure. Yeah. So, I know I went off on a little <laughs> tangent there. I, no, I that, was, that really... was cool. That was cool. So that is our um, review of the worst show. So I, I think that takes the cake. Like that was the worst wrestling show I've ever seen. Yeah. That that was straight up embarrassing. Is, is it just me or did they, or did they like, did they shoot through those matches like one after another? It was like so fast. Yeah, yeah, it was it was oh, very clear. My goodness. And I just I I don't get it. So we will be back with the wrap up. So stay tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, very good.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we're gonna bring this show to a close. Ben, do you have any final words? Only to say, I, I, I really, I really hope for the sake of you know WWE performers who I know are very hardworking mm-hmm. and deserve better than this. That yep. This crown jewel disaster does not happen again. Um, because, you know, we as fans and them as performers, they deserve better. Mm-hmm. And by no, by no stretch of the imagination am I criticizing the performers. I'm not. You know, you can say what you want about, you know, the decision to go over 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 there from from the company's perspective and I said plenty in in the last segment but in turn you know the wrestlers I know John Cena and Daniel Bryan didn't go but I mean this is this is money for for their families and they're doing their job you know and something right. and I feel like WWE very well may have handcuffed their performers yeah because even before because even before this whole thing happened, right? Even even before the whole Saudi Arabia controversy, which set this whole thing off, right? You know, performers were very uncomfortable just by the practices of the country, not even yeah. the current you know situation with the journalists. You have um, you have you have um. You have half of the locker room. I think that's what I heard. Uh, that all said they were uncomfortable going over there. Because over there, a country where even the women are not allowed to wrestle, which means they can't appear on television. And, and, yet, and yet they still want Renee Young over there. Right. And they just... didn't, didn't they have her on, uh, on camera? Yeah. I, I believe they, yeah, they had her on camera. Makes no sense. And it's, it, it puts them at risk. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, okay, the show was a disaster. We get that. But can you imagine if the news had broke that something had happened to any of those performers over there? Oh, it would, it would be chaos. It would, it would, they, they would, the WWE would never hear the end of it. I mean, I mean, it's just, it was one of those situations where it's like, this week was, um, was a, an emotional roller coaster ride, because with Evolution, I was so proud to be a fan of, you know, WWE and wrestling in general. I was, I was so proud to be a professional wrestling writer. Yep. I was, I was so proud to have my name associated in any kind of way with with evolution on the website with the stuff I wrote and whatever mm-hmm. you know but you know this this Saudi Arabia thing was just and this crown jewel thing you know <laughs> I don't even know what to call it it was such a disgrace yeah um I just you know it, highest of uh, highest of the highs the lowest of the lows and with that, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, um, we are going to bring this show to a close. We, um, 
You can uh, hear us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, everywhere. So I'm going to get um, last week's show uploaded. Then I'm going to work on uh, this show, upload that one. And then I guess that's it for this week. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very tired after that. I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm I'm emotionally drained. Oh yeah, I I'm sure you are. So I am too. After that, after all that, after all this uh, talking about the. But one one thing's for sure, brother. I'm, I mean, I'm sure we haven't heard the end of it. But I'm I'm relieved that I I do not have to hear the name Crown Jewel. Um, you know, for very much longer. Thank goodness. I rather I'm go. So I rather I rather go back and watch Green Balls of Fire. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's 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 like watching a medieval torture, uh, you know, segment or something. It's just kind of, it's just kind of one of those yep. moments where it's like, damn. Yep. All right. So we 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 will be back next week, ladies and gentlemen. We will, um, with our Raw review, SmackDown, NXT review, and whatever happens from all the fallout of this past week. So, Ben, I will talk to you off air. Okay, very good. And we will talk to you, listeners, next week. So take care, everyone. Ha, 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 ha.